Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, thanks for watching Doc Talk today. We're going to talk about mud and cattle and cold temperatures and different things that what does it cause? What can, can we prevent and how do we move forward here during some of these wintertime conditions? We'll see you after the break. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm a veterinarian and uh, owner and manager of Production Animal Consultation. I also have a 50% appointment at Iowa State University, and it's just a blessing to be here today. Uh, we've been doing Doc Talk. Hard to believe this is the 13th season on RFD, and it's because we have viewers and sponsors, and it's just been a, a lot of fun. And, and we're signed up for a couple more years, so you're stuck with us. Anyway, uh, Today we're going to talk about something that uh, being raised in southwest Iowa as a kid and now that muck boots are back in style, having our muck boots pulled off our feet while you're trying to get across a, a lot or trying to get out and get chores done is something that, that we live with. And depending on where you live and what kind of winter, you know, it's, it's, it's so much better when it gets cold, stays cold and freezes off. Um, but now... Uh, we get into these cycling periods of mud, or if you live on that line where you just kind of live in mud all winter, um, you know what we're talking about. But this is a huge robber of our cattle. It'll decrease performance. It decreases intake. Uh, so we'll have we'll talk more about increasing the maintenance requirement of cattle and and while de diminishing their intake, uh, causing a double whammy on on performance. It also uh, will increase the propensity for, for foot rot and hairy heel wart and some of the different things that we battle because now we have a different environment. Some of the other things that I don't think we stress enough is the impact of cold stress on cattle, especially in the fall or in the early winter when we get calves in. To help a kitten or a puppy or a calf, any kind of an infant or child is keeping them warm and keeping them hydrated. And battling some of these viral pathogens when we commingle, keeping cattle warm and, and giving them that bedding and that place to lay down is, is vitally important. Conversely, mud in the summertime will contribute to increased heat stress because we will make increased humidity at that microclimate where the cattle, where they lay down, where they're, where they're living. And so mud can help increase cold stress and it can also be detrimental when we increase heat stress. Another one is food safety and animal welfare. It's hard for us to, we, we can see the animal welfare, right? When, when the cattle are, are coming through the mud and, and you know, you're not having a place to lay down or something to that nature. But, but food safety is something that's probably overlooked uh, because what happens is, is the cattle carry the mud, which we know isn't just mud. And as they increase that on their coat and have that increased carriage into packing plants, it increases the opportunity for uh, carcass contamination with E. coli or salmonella. And actually with uh, HACCP, the first step of HACCP and food safety at a plant is to yell out the, the coat score. And that dictates then how fast the chain will move uh, during slaughter. 
Uh, and then the last one that, that uh, should never be overlooked uh, when we talk about mud is just human safety. The ability to move with the cattle, the ability to get out of harm's way, uh, the ability to, to not slip or fall, uh, operating equipment, all of these things that we have to think about on a day-to-day -day basis uh, when we typically think about performance and health of our cattle, we need to be thinking about food safety, human safety, and so much more. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna get into some of the economics of mud, and then we're gonna talk about some of the preventions and, and tools that we can use to, to help our cattle get through the winter. You're watching Doc Talk, and we'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and I have the pleasure of being 50% appointment at Iowa State University and 50% in private practice uh, as an owner and veterinarian in production animal consultation. We have a lot of fun, uh, have work with a lot of good people and it allows me the opportunity to bring some real world scenarios and, and opportunities to our students, but also uh, allows us to, to keep our hands wet in, in veterinary practice uh, as that is a passion of mine. Now, we're talking about mud, and as we left, we're talking about, you know, let's first let's just start out about performance. And when we start to think about performance, the first thing that changes in a pen is their behavior. And so we have two things on performance that get changed with mud and cold. And that is, number one, we're gonna increase the maintenance requirement of the animal, and the second one is we reduce the intake. So let's start with the, with the latter. Why do we see a reduction in intake? The main reason why we see a reduction in intake because of mud is cattle are kind of like people. If it's hard to do, it's less likely to get done. And so if it's hard to, to get up and to, to walk through the pen to the feed bunk, they're probably going to decrease the number of trips to the feed bunk, which decrease the, the intakes. When you start to see cattle laying on the, the bunk apron or on the concrete and not finding places in the pen, that's an indication immediately that we, we probably have something going on with cattle comfort and, and, and cattle in that pen not, not coming to the bunk. And, and, and they'll get to a place where they're comfortable, they'll bed down, and they won't come to the water or come to the, to the feed bunk. So maintaining pen surfaces, maintaining clean bunk pads is vital to intakes. And for every quarter of a pound of intake decrease, we will increase our cost of gain 1%. And so when we see estimates of intakes being decreased 15% and cattle are consuming 22 pounds, that means we're gonna have decreased intakes of three pounds, uh, indicating a, an increase in our cost of gain of 13%, uh, 12 to 13%, just because of the diminished intake. Now, let's couple that with the increased maintenance requirement. As the cattle get, as the ambient temperature drops, maintenance goes up to keep the body warm. The more energy they have to burn walking through the, the mud, the more that goes to maintaining uh, the, the animal. So our maintenance requirement of these cattle actually goes up. And as we increase mud depth, maintenance requirement goes up, and as we decrease uh, ambient temperature outside in the pen, going from say an average of 36 degrees to 16 degrees, maintenance goes up again. So as maintenance ratchets up, 
the cost of gain goes up because we have more feed energy going to maintaining the animal and less of that energy that they consume, which we've already talked about having decreased intakes, going to uh, less of that uh, intake is going to growth on a percentage basis. When we have six inches of mud in the pen uh, on compared to, to, you know, pristine feeding conditions, if we go from no mud in the pen to six inches of mud at 36 degrees on average temperature, we're going to increase our cost of gain 16 to 17%. If we get the temperatures in the 16s, down into the 16s with six inches of mud, you're going to lose, you're going to increase your cost of gain 74%. With today's cost of gains at at a dollar forty, that is equivalent of going from a dollar forty to two dollars and forty five cents, almost an increase of a dollar in cost of gain per pound gained. Um, that's not per head per day. That's per pound gain. So if they gain three pounds a day, there's an equivalent of a loss just in maintenance requirements due to mud and temperature of three dollars per day, plus our decreased intakes. Uh, this is significant money, keeping your pens clean, keeping the mud levels low, uh, and, and is, is vital to performance and, and uh, profitability in feeding cattle in the winter. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and uh, Appreciate you all tuning in and watching the show. I'm a professor at Iowa State, 50% uh, appointment, and I also owner manager uh, of a, a veterinary practice production animal consultation and have some, some great partners and, and great veterinarians that I get to work with every day providing service to feed yards all across the U.S. As we left, we've been talking about mud and we've been talking about mud and cold. And as we've talked before, there's two reasons why animals get sick. A suppressed immune system, or an overwhelming load of a pathogen. And when we talk about mud and cold, we're talking about suppressing that immune system. Uh, I can't stress enough that, that keeping these animals dry, keeping these animals up in best cattle comfort as we can, helps with the immune system. We see some issues with, when, with uh, increased mud, increased cold in just typical things that we would normally see as, as cycling temperatures. As we depress that immune system, things start to bubble out, more respiratory disease. Uh, are, that's really the biggest one that we, we will see, especially with calves trying to acclimate. And we're doing everything we can from bedding to feeding those calves some hay at night uh, and different things of that nature to help keep them warm just from some of the, the temperatures. Some of the bigger issues though that we see in the wintertime are foot rot and hairy heelwort. And, and foot rot on the outside pens, hairy heelwort and foot rot on the inside pens, but really foot rot is, raises its ugly head in the, the winter. And so foot rot is caused by Fusobacterium necrophorum. And Fusobacterium necrophorum causes three things in cattle. It causes diphtheria in the throat, it causes liver abscesses, and it causes foot rot. It is in the GI tract, it is shed in the feces, it winds up in the pens. Why do we get foot rot in the winter? Well, we have pen conditions where the calf is standing in mud that, that comes up between the toes. And, and the, the interdigital space between the toes is skin. And if you've ever been in the bathtub too long or, or in the swimming pool or in the pond, 
um, and you get out and your fingers are wrinkly uh, and the skin is soft, uh, that's what happens to a calf's foot when it's in the mud for for extended period of time. We don't just see this in the summer or in the winter. We'll also see it in the summer when we don't have enough shade and cattle constantly stand in a place where there's urine and defecation in a concentrated area. We'll see it when we have fly strike and cattle go stand in the pond too long. But what happens is whatever the cause, whether it's mud, water, whatever, that softens that skin between the toes, when the animal comes up to, to eat, and let's say that we have ice chunks or things that can cause abrasions, we'll get abrasions between those toes, uh, whether it's, it's old dried cow tracks uh, or, or ice, but we get the abrasions which opens that skin up and allows the fusobacterium that's in the environment then to, to penetrate and colonize, causing that, that foot rot. And so, you know, when we talk to feedlot managers and we talk to, to nutritionists and veterinarians and feed yards and we ask, and dairies, and, and we ask, you know, what's the number one risk factor for foot rot? It's 10 conditions and the second one is always what time of the year it is. And so as we see this and as we manage mud, um, foot rot is important. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about some things that you can do to help your cattle uh, get through this. You're watching Doc Talk, and we're glad you joined us. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we're talking mud. We're talking wintertime mud. And the first thing is, is that you have to kind of rank the pins based on risk of pin conditions deteriorating. And I can tell you that as cattle get bigger, they are harder on, on pins and they, they, will, they will destroy the bottom of your pin more than, than the lighter weight calves. And so when I start to work with feed yards and we're talking risk management, we're first gonna focus on pins. If we're feeding cull cows, they're, they're terrible on, on pin conditions. And, and then the, the fat steers uh, are next. And then as we move to lighter animals, uh, not as detrimental to the pin floor condition falling apart. The next thing is, is where do you live? Do you live with a place with a lot of rainfall or do you live in a place that's, that's arid? The more arid the place is, the less pin space you have to, to provide the, the cattle. But the, the more rainfall or the more snow you get, you have to start expanding out to 350, 450 square foot per head to actually spread these cattle out uh, and give more pen space to help maintain your pens in, in a better manner. Another thing that goes into how much pen space you provide is how much slope you have. As you have different grades of slope, as you increase slope, uh, you can diminish the, the pen space requirement because the water runs out of the pen into the back and, and we, we have an ability to move that water away. If you don't have slope, um, or if you have minor slope, two things that are great tools for managing mud with cattle. Uh, besides moving, you have to get the mud out of the pen. I can't, I can't reiterate enough on pen maintenance. I know that diesel is expensive, but when we're talking about losing two, three dollars per head per day to six inches of mud at 16 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, with when we don't have any bedding, it's it's pretty easy to to 
calculate the break even. If you're looking, if you don't have the, enough equipment, partner with farmers in the area that maybe aren't doing anything during the winter to, to rent their equipment and have them run it, help you get caught up. But we wanna build mounds uh, within our pens and the mounds, um, generally speaking, we start behind the water tank about 10 to 15 foot and we'll have a gradual increase uh, in, in height and then we'll crown those mounds to come down towards the sides of the, the pen. And when we build those mounds in the pen, those cattle have a place to go and lay down. The water runs off of them. They're a drier place for them to, to lay down. We'll also bed cattle. We'll build bed packs out of straw and, and for the winter that's big enough area for all the cattle to come and lay down and bed down within that straw. And I, people are like, well, how, do, how much straw do I put out? I said, you'll know when you put out enough straw because of the moisture level within that straw. If the cattle, if you go and you put your Eric Lowe, a nutritionist in Northwest Iowa, if you put your knee on it and you come back and it's just automatically soaked, a little moisture is not bad. A wet bed pack is not a good thing. And, and so we have to constantly, if you put one bale of straw out and they poke it all down into the mud, you put two. I hear people say, well, I put a bale out, I put some bedding out. You have to put out enough that the cattle actually build the nest and that they can lay down and that they can provide comfort. Um, sometimes to get that initial bed, you may need to grind two, three, four big bales of straw or corn stalks or something to get that. And then you refresh that bed pack to make sure that it's dry and effective uh, as the, the winter goes on. And then if they do deteriorate, we just gotta uh, clean them out and start over. So the big take home items for, for, for wintertime conditions, know which cattle are in which pens, really focus on your, your finished cattle pens, uh, rank them according to risk, uh, make sure you provide enough pen space, work with your veterinarian to understand pen space requirements in your, your area to maximize, and that's gonna be uh, dependent on the slope of the pen and the amount of rainfall, okay? As rainfall goes up, uh, you need more pen space. As slope increases, you can decrease pen space based on the amount of rainfall that you get. Uh, the other two, three things, uh, mounds and bedding. Uh, scrape, you gotta remove the, the mud from the pens. And then after we remove the, the, the mud, you can use that mud to build mounds within your pens. And then if you don't build mounds, we need to bed down. Um, bedding is expensive, but bedding pays. We're trying to erase a $3 per head increase in cost of gain per day. We can afford to do this. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Uh, remember, if you want to find us on the web, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here in Ames, Iowa, and I'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals.